Hi there, listener. Welcome to Harry Hardy's fun Saturday internet podcast thing on today, the 31st of March, 2018. My name is Harry Hardy. I'm a little bit windy because I've just had a pork pie. Apologies for that, man. I'm a little bit sniffly as well. I think I'm getting a, some sort of cold. So hopefully that's uh, not too much of a distraction for you. Anyway, hope you're well. I'm okay. Thanks for asking. Yeah, cheers. Thanks. Uh, you join me today here in Radio Studio B at the Media City UK campus of the University of Salford here at Salford Keys, which is where I normally am, um, to do one of these podcasts. You might think that's not anything too different. I'm always here at the studios doing podcasts. It's where I do the podcasts from mainly when I'm not like doing it somewhere else. I'm usually here or somewhere else. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, do you remember if you're a regular listener, uh, Ages ago, when I first started this podcast, I said, oh, I want to do a different thing each week instead of, you know, getting stuck into some sort of formulaic sort of thing and uh, interviewing guests all the time, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's happened this week by some sort of accident, right? Uh, Just because I haven't really had time to plan anything and I've forgotten to book a guest to interview. I was meaning to do it, but I just sort of forgot to do it. Um, But oh, well, these things happen. Uh, So what I've done, listener, um, if you know me, if you know the work I've uh, I've done in my life, uh, whatever, I don't know, don't know what I'm saying. If you are aware of my, you know, things that I do, um, I was involved with the John Holmes show on Talk Radio before, uh, sadly, it got pulled off Talk Radio uh, in January 2018. Uh, I used to uh, contribute uh, at least once a week to um, the big debate, which was a sort of a piss take of... Radio phone-in debates. You know, like how you get on a radio station, like on Five Live or whatever, or LBC. Someone would call up and um, uh, argue with the um, the host about some sort of news subject, like you know, some sort of story in the news or like some government proposal, that sort of thing. And then someone else would ring in and go like, "Oh no, you're wrong." And then then they'd go, "Oh no, you're wrong. Oh no, you're wrong. Oh no, you're." Those are two different people. If you can't differentiate between my voices, I'm doing those are two different. Um, anyway, on, on the John Holmes show during the big debate, they'd, they'd sort of mimic that sort of thing. They'd do a, a debate, they'd orchestrate some sort of debate, but on a subject that was just totally stupid, like pandas or or bubble bath or windows or uh, what else was there? There was ceilings, that sort of thing. Things that you just can't really argue about, really, you know, just topics like that. And I was in, I somehow managed to get myself involved in this sort of thing. Which was amazing for me because I still can't believe I'm involved. I was involved with it because the John Holmes Show on Talk Radio was my favourite show, my favourite radio program ever. And I, I you know, I, I loved John Holmes's show on BBC Radio Kent as well on Saturdays, which I'd sometimes do things on that as well whenever I can. And it's just I, I can't believe that I got bloody involved with it. Really, I'm not a comedy person. I'm not a funny sort of guy. I just, I just do things really. Uh, not funny things, but I, I, I don't know. I don't, it's not for me to say, I guess. If, if you think I'm funny, then thanks. You're wrong. But hey, it doesn't matter. So what I've done, listener here, instead of uh, preparing some sort of show, what I've done is I've went through the uh, talk radio website and uh, downloaded about eight of my favourite big debates from the past two years. And um, na- naturally, of course, these are ones that feature me in them. Eight of my favourite big debates that are, featured me. And I'm, I'm going to play a few for them if I have time. I've got the studio booked for another hour, I think. If no one else turns up, I'm gonna just going to keep playing them. So I might get about five of these in, if you fancy it. Just like a sort of a, a mega mix of big debates with my voice in. Do you fancy that? Because it's what I'm in, into doing. I've not really listened to any of these debates that I've 
got open on my screen here since they were broadcast. So it's a treat for me. Hope it's a treat for you. I'm going to start off with one that I definitely do remember. This uh, features me and Alex Sivright, who has been on this podcast before. A very funny man, Alex Sivright. Uh, this is a big debate on seashells. Now, me and Alex, we weren't really friends before this pod, uh, before this uh, big debate. But this is, if I remember rightly, this one made us more aware of each other. And I, I think I definitely, we definitely started talking more to each other after this one. And then we became pals, I'd say. I think it's safe to say. I don't know if Alex feels the same way, but I consider Alex to be a pal. But anyway, yeah, I'll start off with seashells and we'll just see how we go. I like seashells a lot. Um, in real life, I think I was against seashells in this one. Oh, I don't know. Should we listen to it? Listen to this, and then you'll get a general idea of what the big debate was about, and then we can do some more of these, yeah? Okay. Here's me and Alex Sivright. We use different names, I think. I really can't remember which ones they are. Debating seashells with John Holmes. So as you've just been hearing in the news, a heterosexual couple have lost their court appeal for the right to have a civil partnership instead of a marriage. Even though the court agreed that there was a potential breach of their human rights, the judges decided that they couldn't have the kind of relationship they wanted because they aren't gay. So while gay people can get married or choose civil partnerships, straight people can't because, well, it's not entirely clear. At the end of the day, why is it the court's business when consenting adults want to do what they want to do and choose to put their genitals where they want to put them? It's, the law, of course, is an ass. Which, of course, consenting adults can now, thanks to welcome progress in discrimination, discrimination law, put anything into. So, shall we see what's happening here? Well, having heard me say all that, and uh, on the line, um, listening to me say both the word shell there and see, it's Darius. Good afternoon, Darius. Yeah, hello, John. I didn't actually uh, hear you say those words at all there, but uh, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, well, I, I said shell and see, and I thought you told our researchers that you called in because you'd taken the word shell and see, put them the other way around to get seashell, and have called in because you want to see seashells banned. You told our researcher we, you don't need seashells anymore, uh, and you'd like to see all seashells, no exceptions, uh, thrown into jail, apparently. Is that right? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, can I tell you why, why I feel this way? Um, yes, go on then. Okay, well, to be honest with you, John, every time I uh, take a trip down to my local seashore, it's ruined by this girl. She tries to sell me seashells all the time I'm there. And all I want to do is, when I'm at the beach, I like to relax and looking at families through my binoculars, enjoying themselves. And yeah. She keeps turning up and spoiling my fun, and it's, I just want to get rid of them all. Right, I so want to pick up all the seashells and throw them back into the sea. Right, well, you, what's stopping you doing that, Darius? I mean, if you want to do that, you could do that, couldn't you? There's no law okay. against throwing seashells into a sea. Well, there's just too many of them, John, really. I, just, I, I can't cope with all of them. I can't do it all myself. And plus, I don't want to give her any business. I don't want to buy any from her, because then it will keep her business afloat if I gave her money. Yeah, this is... You understand? Yes, well, she sells seashells on the seashore. So what would you... You know, here's a question. What would you have her sell? Oh, I'm, I'm glad you've asked me that. I've got a whole list of things that rhyme with seashell. Prepared. Well, all right then. Okay, so she sells. She can't sell seashells on any. Just hold the line for me a minute, Darius. I want to bring. I want to bring Neil. Let me bring Neil in for Neil. Are you there? Hello, John. Neil's just called in because you're listening to Darius there. Now he yes. uh, he doesn't like seashells. He wants to see no. them gone. Uh, and the problem is, of course, that she sells seashells on the seashore. Take seashells away. What would 
she sell? And he's going to tell us in a moment, but before he does, give us your take on seashells, because I understand you're in favour of them. Oh, I love seashells, John. Uh, there's nothing better, isn't there? When you're walking down the beach and you, you see a seashell, yeah. you pick it up, yeah. you put it to your ear, yeah. and you get an ear full of sand. Like, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. And also, I know that woman that is on about that sells the seashells that, on the seashells. Seashells, seashells, seashells. And, um, yeah, she's a lovely woman. She really is. And it's amazing she makes such a profit, considering all the shells are behind her, for free. Interesting points you make. Darius, what do you say to that? She sells seashells on the seashore, but what's the point of it, considering there are shells on the seashore in the first place? Well, it's, it's hipsters that buy them from a really, isn't it? If you think about it, it's all the... Um, it is a hipster thing. Actually, it is a hipster thing to buy a seashell, especially in a place where there's so many available for free, as my opponent said. It is. You're absolutely right. It's a pointless act, selling seashells on the seashore where there are seashells. It's, it, it seems mindless in many ways, doesn't it? I mean, it's, it's, it should be better off selling, what, ice cream or something? Well, yes. Well, I think there's already enough of a market for that, isn't there? You said you've got enough people doing that. You said you've got a list of other things she could sell. Why don't you tell us some of them? I'd like to hear this list. Yeah, Neil would like to hear this list. Yeah. Okay. Well, brace yourselves, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Brace. Skin cells. Yeah. Skin cells. Yeah. Skin cells. So she sells skin cells on. Let's let's look at each. Let's look at each of these individual individual. So. so yeah. she sells skin cells, oh, skin cells. on the on the seashore. Mm, she could do. Yes, yeah, she could. So you, so you'd Don't go up. It. So what happened is she's got. Is the is the trolley the same, or has it been adapted? Because I'm. I, I only ask because if you put skin cells. On a trolley oh, that's, that's previously been used image, to sell seashells. John, to be honest with you, you're gonna. To be honest with you, now that now that I'm picturing the scenario, it is a bit, it's a bit silly. Isn't <laughs> yes, it? it's grim. You can, the contamination alone. <laughs> All right, what have you got apart? What else could she sell apart from skin cells on the seashore? She could sell hair gel. Yeah, <laughs> that's more likely. She could sell fruit pastels. No, doesn't work. No, that, that doesn't work. That's rubbish. <laughs> Funny Try smells. So what? Funny smells. Funny smells. She could sell funny smells. Could she, could she sell sleeper cells? She could do if, I, if she wanted to. Yeah, but again, let's think about the trolley, because she'd have to adapt it again, wouldn't you? Oh, you would, so, yeah. So you've got a trolley. She's got a trolley, right? Yes. Because as I remember, didn't she used to, in the rhyme, didn't she, is it, she, didn't she used to put the, the trolley th- the, through streets broad and narrow or something? Mm. But, because what, but what you're doing there is, you've got a trolley, and it's quite narrow, I'd pre- to sell the seashells, but if you adapt that firstly to sell skin cells, but then you well, move. She need a lot. She need a lot more medical equipment on that one. Well, you would, well exactly. So your trolley would have to be wider. But then if, if you take Neil's point, and then you she sells sleeper cells, right? Then you're going to have to expand it again, aren't you? Because a sleeper cell. You know, I mean, how many are in a terrorist sleeper cell? What, four or five people, I guess? It's about four or five people. Yeah, so you'd have to get four or five people. Oh, and you said plural. So how many cells, how many sleep terrorist sleeper shells, cells should she, should she sell on the, on the seashore? How many, Neil? Oh, how many? Oh, me. Uh, how many sleeper cells should she <laughs> shell? Sell? How many do? Four, four, four to sleeper cells. Four, so right. going to be about, how many, how many, oh, about eight. Eight sleeper <laughs> cells. Yeah. So that's that's four or five times so sixteen to twenty old people yeah. on a trolley that previously was only being used to sell seashells. It's a big trolley, though. To be fair to her, she has got a big trolley. Yeah, there. but how would she Just wheel it through streets capacity. narrow? Um, she wouldn't. She'd have to go around the around the other way, wouldn't she? Through the streets so broad. The, the big broad street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mary, like Mary, quite too. contrary. She's there. 
She's got a couple Sounds of a lot like me. This, this trolley is like a bad hotel, and funnily enough, that's also on my list as well, bad hotel. Yeah, you can't, know. You, she could sell them. No. Uh, your interesting point Neil makes about uh, Mary Mary quite contrary. Now, yep. she's, she's, got, interesting. she's got cockle shells. She has. Where does she and keep... She's a specialist. Where does she keep them? Well, in the garden. Well, all in a row, aren't they? Aren't they on a row in a garden? Yeah. So she's yeah. got the. So she's. Let's, get this, let's be clear about this, because uh, it's an important subject. She's got cockle shells in a row, mm-hmm. right? But the, but she, the other she. So she, Mary, Mary. Well, the one that the one that sells. No, don't, no, don't be contrary. She oh, okay. she sells. She no. Mary's got the cockle shells in a row. Harry, Mary. Yes. Right. And and she. Which one had the little lamb? Was that Mary? Was this the same Mary? Uh, or a different yeah, that, Mary? That, she had a lamb as well, right, yeah. Right, so you've got a lamb on a... Yep. You've got a lamb... Got it. ...on a, on a trolley that trolley. used to contain seashells, was then adapted to sell skin cells, mm-hmm. which was then changed to, to sell terrorist sleeper cells, up to eight of them, yep. and now it's got a lamb on it. Yeah. This is costing me seven pence a minute, this phone call. That's a good tariff. Who you got? <laughs> I thought this was an 800 number. Let's talk about... I want to bring in the, the, the notion... We know there's a housing crisis, right? Now, this is, yeah. this, is in the, this is in the world of snails, right? Now, the government have said they're going to build uh, 40,000 more snail shells... Uh, in 2018. Now, they're, they're going to be affordable, which means the snails that move in will be chaffs. Um, can we... Um, is there a pro- There's a problem that snails can't get on the housing ladder, and, uh, of course, that means there's a record number of slugs. So, uh, what are we going to do about this? Should we sell... Should she sell snail cells, shells on the, on the seashore as well? Well, it's easy for you to say. Yeah. Um... Yes. Because yeah, yes, good. Because yes. there's a crisis, but you're going to say no, Darius, aren't you? Because you're against shells. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. I, I voted in, like in the recent shell referendum. I voted Shexit, yes. and I'm curious that Barnacle Fifty has yet to be triggered. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't like shells of any type. No, well, I don't like shell petrol. Not like anything. Well, well yeah, hang on, you can't not like... Sh- that's a stupid argument, because shell petrol, it fuels shells. I mean, without shell petrol, how would you fuel a shell? How would a shell work? Well, I don't want to see... I don't want a, a shell to work, John. I want them all to just break down and then be thrown into the shell scrap heap. Right. That's what naive. I think. Naive. Naive talk. Well, all right, OK. On. Well, let's... Look, all right, well, you, know, you talked about holding a shell up to it. Now, that you, obviously, you hold a shell up to your ear to hear the sound of the sea, don't you, right? Yes. Now, if, if you get rid of that, you've got to move the sound of the sea to something else. So where are you going to put the sound of the sea? It's very well calling in a national radio station, Darius, with an argument, but you've got to have solutions to them, haven't you? You've got a solution. So if you move the sound of the sea that's ordinarily in a shell when you hold it to your ear, where are you going to move the sound to? I mean, uh, what, a bell? A pen lid? A ghost? Where are you going to put the sound? Bell was also on my list. <laughs> church bells. You uh, no, does, does she sell... Church bell. So she, sell, she sells church bells by the seashore? Yes. Right, so we've Could got... Do. So the trolley has been adapted from seashells... <laughs> To, to sell skin cells, but well, that's a lot of medical equipment, which we then adapt to sell terrorist sleeper cells, which there are eight. And then we've got a lamb. Yep. And now we're now we're on bell. We're selling bells. Yep. But didn't Mary Mary Quaitry have co- have bells as well as cockle shells? She did. She had silver bells. Silver bells. Silver so, bells. so it's silver yeah. bells. Once again, niche. <laughs> Have you heard about the trials they're doing in Sweden at all? You heard? Oh my god, I, I hate this. I beg your pardon. This is the worst part of the show. I hate this. <laughs> Did he just ask me if I've been weed on? 
Well, that. speaking of which, Donald Trump Probably. has said, right, that uh, foreign shells uh, washing up on the shores uh, of the fields in, in Sweden are a real no, problem. He, didn't. he did. He said there's no, a he didn't. problem, uh, and he said the shells are murdering everybody, and they're not. I mean, Sweden's fine. They were. There were trials. There were trials in Sweden to let the shells in, but it's been fine. You know, but Donald Trump, of course, thinks that um, in Sweden it's a problem. Um, John, can I can I ask you a question? Not really. <laughs> Have you ever been skiing? Yes. Why? I just wondered. I can't continue. Okay, fine. Um, so let's just sum this up, right? So we've got um, we've got. So she sells seashells on the seashore, right? She did. Mm-hmm. But we've moved. We've got no. But hang on, no, because you, your argument, Darren, and you said you wanted to see, get rid of the seashells on the seashore, and you want her to sell skin cells on the seashore, mm-hmm. right? But then we every time you say it, John. Really, then it's terrorist. Terrorist. She's she's got a trolley, and on it are standing eight terrorist cells. Terrorist cell maybe four, eight, four. Thirty-two people are standing on a trolley, right? Which has now rendered it too wide to go through the streets narrow. It can only go through the streets broad, right? You then got rid of that. You've brought in a lamb and some bells. Yeah. Is that about? Is that right? Just so we clear. Think, I think she's also selling speaking spells. Right. Well, we haven't got time to talk about oh, that. That was that was, a, a that was a good one. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. We can't talk about that because we're out of time. Uh, oh. Now it's an interesting debate, isn't it? Uh, a lot of people saying, "Do we need shells? Do we not need shells?" And you've heard both sides of the argument there from Darius and Neil. But what do you think? Uh, that's the point. Darius, could you sum up the debate for me in one word, please? Yes, wells, smells, hotels. No, one word. Just one word. Well, no, we pick one. Held, pick one. Eggshells. Thank egg you, shells. Neil. Michelle Obama. Thank you very much. <laughs> Indeed. And that was kind of what it was like, really, doing the big debate. That's the general gist of it. Um, and I like that one a lot. That's one of my fond ones. And I've got about seven... How many more have I got? Seven, yes. Yeah, seven more fond ones that I think I have some sort of fondness about. Some of them I don't remember that well, because I did so many of them, but... That one, seashells, I definitely did remember and I have a lot of fondness for. What should I go for next? I'm going to pick this one here, Rubble, because I don't think I've ever listened back to this one. But I think I remember where I was when I did it. I was in the northern quarter in Manchester, just outside a coffee shop. I was meeting up with a friend and then I got a phone call. I had to go outside into the street and I had to take this phone call for John Holmes and his bloody talk radio show and had to chat shit about Rubble. But I can't remember what I said, so... Let's listen to me debating with someone I can't remember, but I'll mention their name after the phone call. Um, about rubble. Let's hear me talk about rubble. So a man has cemented his head into a microwave and nearly died because he didn't think it through. And if there's ever been a better metaphor for Brexit, then I'm yet to hear it. in Wolverhampton just a stone's throw a bit of concrete's throw away from Coventry in the Midlands the UK's brand new city of culture of course and while one man's microwave concrete head is a fire service annoying internet prank it is of course another man's art and just 70 years after the Luftwaffe redesigned Coventry as part of an installation they called Rubble it's testament to the ugly old place that it's finally been recognised I can say all this, of course, with impunity because I grew up in Neaton next door to Coventry and regularly went to Coventry with my friends. And for us, it's always been the city of culture. And that's because a girl in my class called Janet contracted thrush after getting off with a boy who lived off the Foes Hill Road and had to put yoghurt on it. 
and after that it was always the city of culture to us. Plus, when I was 17, my then-girlfriend Liesel lived there and we used to go to the drive-in McDonald's and have a snog in the car. And in Coventry at the time, that was the height of sophistication. But now it is the city of culture UK proper. This town ain't looking like a ghost town no more. Uh, on the line is Nick. Nick's called in. He's called Talk Radio. Good afternoon, Nick. Hi. Hi there, Nick. Good to have you on. Uh, thanks for thanks for being you. Um, you heard me say the word rubble in there, uh, didn't you? And you're, uh, you're, you're one of these anti-rubble demonstrators. Yeah, to be honest, I was quite chilled until about two minutes ago, and then you started talking and saying all the words, and you said rubble. I just, I it got my back up. Right. Which bit of your back went up, just out of interest? Was it spinal, or what was it? It was media, sort of D3, D4 vertebrae, all the way up to the neck. I just yeah. feel tense now. You know, you're, you're just banging on about rubble, but what, what is it? It's just it's rough fragments of stone, brick concrete. It's, it's, you know, it's debris, it's wreckage. That's right. So what it's are you saying? Are you saying it's we should... We, are you saying that we should pick up rubble wherever we find it and perhaps rebuild whatever the rubble was originally? No, what I'm saying is, isn't it interesting that you can't spell trouble without saying the word rubble? Uh, you know, yeah. it doesn't work when you write it down and you pronounce it spelling. differently. Yeah. But no, not spelling, but saying. Saying does. Um, yeah, when you're saying the things. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it, oh, crikey. I mean, you know, you've got, you've got Mick Huckman and Simply Red, you've got rubble. Put those two things in a room, flush the lever. Right. So um, what is your actual problem with the rubble? It's, is it the nature of, of the, of the your word, detrital scum, or is it just that it takes up space that could be used by something else? Oh, it's the, it's the li- lily-liveredness of it all. It's the, you know, do it or don't do it. Build a wall or don't build a wall. Right. You know, use a load of bricks or don't use a load of bricks. And I was thinking about this recently, you know, the, all the talk about the physical border between Northern Ireland and the Republic, yes. you know, and you know, I'm not saying leave, I'm not saying remain, I'm, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm saying don't do some silly halfway house, don't use rubble, use lasers, don't use rubble. Right, lasers instead of rubble. Henry's on the, stay with us Nick, Henry's on the other line, uh, he's been listening to you talk so he's phoned in, um, I think he's apoplectic, is that right Henry? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're taking, Hello, you can John. take, um, Take, don't look at any flashing lights. Uh, so, Henry, are you? You're the. You're in the. You're a rubble apologist. You're. You're in the. Kind of, yeah. You're a rubble yeah, fan. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Well, I, I was quite chilled out about two minutes ago until I heard Nick uh, talking on this frequency. And it really got my back up, John. Yeah. Which part of your back went up? Out of interest. All the way down to the coccyx. Okay. So, um, so basically, Nick's raised your coccyx and uh, by, with this argument that we should get rid of rubble. Are you calling uh-huh. for more rubble, Henry, or are you just calling for a ring fencing of the rubble that's already here? Well, no, I think we should have like, at least twice more uh, rubble in this country. Double rubble, I say. Right. Well, put a number on that for me, then. How many rubble should we have? Put a number on it. Well... A multiplier of two. Well, no, but I just want a number. That's just give me a number. what the number is. Yeah. Two, then. Two. Right, so you're saying two, two more rubble. Two rubble. Two more rubble. Nick, you put That's a... Double how, the rubble. How many rubble should we have in your, in your opinion, Nick? 
Minus 85,000. Right, there you go. Minus 85,000 rubble. Henry, you're saying two rubble. So uh-huh. my number is bigger, so it's it wins. Well, well, no, the number is certainly longer if you say it, but mine's a bigger number. Right. Well, we're getting bogged down in the uh, in, in the in the numbers here, which we don't need to do. Let's look at the evidence of the danger rubble poses. Uh, Nick, I know you'll agree with this. Um, mm. You've seen Blue Planet, of course, haven't you? The uh, the David Attenborough. Um, no. Uh, oh. Well, anyway, let me tell you about it. In Blue Planet, they, uh, on Sunday, there was footage of a baby dolphin uh, eating uh, rubble, a great big pile of rubble, um, which is not good, of course, for, um, for, for, for dolphin. So we've got to keep the rubble out of the sea. That's the message that David Attenborough is saying. But that, Nick, puts the rubble back onto the land, which is not where you want it. No, I mean, I suppose, you know, scientists would have looked into sieves and probably sort of the size of an ocean. They're, they're probably working on that now in laboratories, which makes sense. But, you know, I, I think you don't even need to look far from the word rubble to find better alternatives. You know, you can use words that rhyme with rubble and you still end up with, with better things from it. You know, you could, bubbles are better than rubble. Stubble is better than rubble. Yeah. Hubble, you know, Hubble telescope we don't hear about that these days i presume it's still in space and it's doing its thing or i don't know if it's on the ground or, or i don't really know what it was yeah but well, you know you can get scrabble on your phone now scrub, so scrubble. is there is there any reason why you can't have you know space telescope walls yeah so you're you're calling for for the make you, you think we should make walls out of space telescopes yeah yeah henry where'd you stand on that that's not a bad idea is it I'd stand on the wall. Yeah. Where would you stand on the idea of building the, the wall out of a space telescope? Oh, well, if it's made out of rubble to begin with, if you can crumble the telescope up into rubble, so it's uh, brought down into its uh, composing parts, component yeah. parts, rather, yeah. I think that would be good. Could you solve, though, that if you, uh, Nick, if we take Henry's point of view for a moment, if you took rubble and kept the rubble, could you not solve the housing crisis with the rubble, for example? Because then, you, you know, you could take the rubble and maybe build a house out of it, and there's a lot of rubble. All people could just live in rubble. What the housing crisis needs to be solved is money, John. It needs government injection. Yeah. It needs English pounds sterling. It doesn't need euros. It doesn't need the Russian ruble. You know, which lets, again, it's one letter away from, well, not trouble, again, it's two letters away from trouble, trouble. but it's one letter away from rubble. Yeah. And, you know, you hear about them, they've been, the Russians, they've been hacking Donald Trump, they've, uh, they did something with Hillary Clinton, you know, their language is almost entirely impenetrable. I don't understand any of it. And your solution to the housing crisis is to ask them to build houses in Weymouth, is it? If you like. I don't see it working. Okay. Let's look, I don't see that working either. Let's talk... Famous, well, okay, well, you're agreeing on something. Let, let's talk about ISIS. Um, now, ISIS, of course, have famously re- have been reducing statues to rubble. Okay. Um, so. Now, now, that's not rightly so, Henry. Why, why do you no, say... Right, is right that because so. you like rubble, isn't it? That's why. That's because I'm a member of ISIS, John. Yeah, well, no, I know that, I know. And you're not. And that's why you're talking to us from a different country, because the Gavin Williamson says that if you come back into the country, then he'll kill you. Um, that I was in the news this, yesterday. I just, said, I just the... said that out loud on a very uh, heavily pedestrianised street. And, right, um, okay. I, I wish I hadn't. Yeah, well, never mind. Um, uh, before you were arrested, let's talk yeah. about uh, the, 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 what's happening in order to, to prevent this knocking statues down into rubble. Um, you've probably heard about this. That there is an army of 
mums. Now, you're just like your mum, just like my mum, just like, you know, just mums. Now, who they're, they're putting not, together... A, just like a, your mum. No, your mum. A crack... No, your mum. No, your mum. They're putting together... Your mum is full of rubble. Your mum. It is no, your mum, Henry. Let me finish. Is part of a crack team of mums, uh, right? Who are going into the into Syria and places where religious iconography has been torn down and turned to rubble by ISIS. The mums are going in there, and why are they sending in mums? Because they're most effective because mums are the ones who say clear up that mess, don't they? They say clear up that mess, and they're sending them in with hankies that they're spitting on, and they're wiping the the corners of the mouths of the ISIS, and they and, they're, and that, that's that's a great success, is what I'm saying to you and do you want me to respond to that not really no i'm talking to nick now uh nick great success that isn't it the mums yeah i think the mums have done what they needed to do they always step up but you know i I would question the aims of the terrorist organization in the first place if you want to go around um you know doing various despicable acts you know each to their own frankly i'm I'm a sort of laissez-faire live and let live kind of person you want to reduce things to gravel you want to reduce things to rocks you want to reduce things to scree, you'll have no personal argument from me. Yep. You reduce them to rubble, you've made yourself a pretty angry enemy. All right, thank you very much. That's uh, Nick there in Brighton and Henry on the phone. Uh, uh, Henry, could you sum up the debate for me in one word? Rubble. Thank you, Nick. Wilma. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, there we are. Do we need rubble? I mean, you get it when you knock something down and over, don't you? It's Coventry's testament too. But why do we need it in this day and age? Do we just get rid of rubble? Should we ban it? Should we censor it? Should we put it beyond you? Should we take it away? Should we jail it? Should we pick up rubble in big, great big skips and put it in jail? Is that what we want? Is that what you want? Let me know what you think. We live in post-Brexit Britain now. We've got a Trixo hand cream and an orchestra's horn section. Why do we need rubble? And that was the big debate on rubble. The guy I was talking to is a guy called Nick Minter, and he works with John Holmes. Uh, They own a company together called Unusual Productions, and they make all sorts of radio programmes for all sorts of radio stations. So, yes, I've debated with Nick a few times, and he's very funny. What should we go for next? I'm going to go for one. Um, I've got two here, I think, with uh, two debates with a guy called Simon Jobson, who has been on this podcast and he has sponsored this podcast in the past. So let's listen to one of them. Uh, I'm going to choose this one here on pans. This is the big debate on pans. So as UKIP starts to implode, if indeed you can call one MP, one man who failed to get elected in the Brexit heartland of Stoke and Nigel Farage, any kind of party, I'll be honest, the children's ones that serial killer John Wayne Gacy used to turn up at in the 1970s dressed as a clown sound preferable to that. But the latest row has escalated after Farage has accused that one UKIP MP Douglas Carswell of blocking his path to a title. Now, Nigel Farage, the former leader, of course, was hoping to be anointed Grand Wizard um, of the Ku Klux Klan, but his hopes were dashed after Douglas Cardwell took off took off the robes from uh, Nigel and took them in as his own washing. What happened was then, uh, he left a purple sock in with the white bedsheet. And a furious Farage has claimed that the purple robes would be confusing and he'd look like a bishop, which he said would, uh, said would send mixed messages as it's bishops who wear purple robes, of course, and bishops are paedophiles, whereas uh, Ukippers aren't paedophiles. They're just racist. That coming in the news today after the police said that some paedophiles shouldn't be jailed. 
of course, have panned the notion that Farage should have any kind of title at all, bar an unbroadcastable one. It sort of translates... as a lady's foo-foo. Anyway, on the line uh, now is Douglas. He's called in for Tour Radio. Hello, Douglas. Good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. Yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah, all right. Nice of you right. to call, Douglas. Is uh, it? Right. Well, we'll see. Now, you said the word, um, well, I said the word, uh, panned there. Uh, of course, uh-huh, critics right. have panned this. Uh, and you've called in because you heard me say that about 30 or 40 seconds ago. So uh-huh. you, you're straight on the phone, I understand. 03444991000. That's the one uh, I um, rang, yeah. yeah. I rang that number. That's right. And you have a problem with pans. You want to see, this is what you told a researcher, you don't think there's any place for pans in this day and age. No, uh, that, that's right, yeah. And I've got a problem with you as well for mentioning pans on the radio, right? Yeah. Uh, I bought a DAB radio, especially for this channel about one year ago, right? That's right, right. yeah, we're a and year old, yeah. It was expensive, right? Yeah. It cost us about £100. That's, and uh, that is... Well, you, I'm hearing you saying the word pan. I didn't pay that money to hear you say pan on the radio. I'd like an apology, please. Well... I'm not going to apologise to you right. uh, because it's, and I'll tell you why. I know it's a, it's a word that a lot of people don't want to hear, but you know we live in difficult times, and some people have to hear words that they don't want to hear and might be offended by. Now you're offended by the word pan, oh. and that makes you a snowflake. Let's bring in <laughs> Simon, who's on the other line. Hello, Simon. Hello, John. Merry pancake to you, to you and your colleagues. Thank you very much. Oh. Now, you're saying pan, of course, in the word pancake. It's pancake day, as you rightly said. Oh, Douglas, cool. this must be your worst day of the year with people saying the word pan. It is, but what I do, I try and make a positive out of it, John. I take pancake, uh, I take the word Now, you're pan, saying it, you're pancake. saying it. I make it cake day. No, it's not cake day. It is for me. Come back, Simon. Yeah. Simon, let's, Douglas, you've had your moment. Let Simon have a word now. Come on, Simon. Well, yeah, no, like Douglas says, he, he, he thinks it's just cake day where we sit around eating a selection of tray bakes and chocolate cakes. Yeah. It's not, okay? Well, arguably, that would be a delightful day, but it is actually pancake day, okay? The, the, yeah. the clue is in the name. Um, and there's nothing I like more than putting a good helping of my sticky mixture into yeah. a pan and tossing it until my wrist gets sore. Pancake day is fantastic, and pans are just lovely. There stuff. you go, all kinds of pans. Now, am I right, Douglas? Let's get this straight, because a lot of people listening to this will be going, oh, there we go again. Somebody else on the radio. You get it on all the time. It's on LBC, nah, nah, nah. Someone phoning up, complaining about pots and pans. Now, it, you're... It's just pans with you. You're okay with pots, am I right? The pots are fine, of right. course. I'm not a monster. No, would you call... Like he loves the pot. Would you call a kettle black? Well, yeah. Racist. Black, that's I racist, would. isn't it? Well, I would if it was black. If it's a red one, I'd call it red, John. Oh, well, that's fine. Just so as we're clear. Mm. Um, now, if we take... If we lose the word pan, right... Yeah, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, can we do that? Well, what, what, that's what well, we... have won the discussion. Let's do it. Come that's on. What, no, we've got to debate it on both sides. It's only fair. Now, what by critics? What would something be by... You can't have potted by critics, can you? Because something oh. is panned by critics, not potted. Where, what you, so what are you going to say instead? Uh, given the thumbs down by critics. The thumbs down? Yeah. Right. Uh, not enjoyed by critics. Right. But that's not as... Very boring. ...succinct, is it? It's the world I want to live in. It's not succinct, though, is it? If it's something... Well, ...as panned by... You know instantly what it means. I mean, look... I, I couldn't tell you what it means. All right, who's Labyrinth? Oh, just it's Labyrinth, I think, with David Bowie. So the other Labyrinth film? Yeah, we'll just have that one. Who's people? Well, I was going to tell you about Pan's people, to be honest with you. That's one of my arguments. Go on. Pan must have been a very evil person if he kept people, like some sort of weird, demented slave keeper for dancers. Yeah. And Is there's something sinister about Peter as well, Peter Pan. Yeah. What would you... 
I mean, Peter Pot? What? What? No, just Peter. All right. Simon, who is called Peter. Biblical reference. Uh, yeah. What do you make of the idea of Peter Pan? Because if we get rid of the word Pan, you've just got Peter, right? Yeah, well, I don't like him. You don't like Peter Pan? I, I, I don't like Peter, Peter Pan. Why? Like because he's appropriating... Is this, is this like multicultural funny. appropriation? So he's basically taken Pan, which he's got no right to do, and he's used it when it's not even his culture. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. I mean, I do like Pans, and I, you know, I must stress that I do like Pans. Yeah. But I'm just against Peter Pan. Right. In what way? I just, I've never liked him. Right. You don't trust him around the Lost Boys? Well, no, not really. And uh, the fact that he uh, has, has never grown into a, into a human man mm. is just a bit odd. What do you think? Let's look at the, some of the history of this, actually, because this is interesting. Uh, uh, frying pan, pans, uh, of course, frying pans particularly first came, uh, they were brought back to Britain by Sir Francis Drake, of course, um, mm-hmm. brought them back from the Caribbean, presented a, a frying pan to Queen Victoria. She used it to uh, to toss um, and popularised the idea of, of tossing. And so we get tossing and pans from that and Douglas, you'll be changing history, won't you? You're, you're you're closing a door on history if you want to get rid of pans and put them beyond use. Yeah, I will be. I'll be taking the pan off of Francis Drake and smacking him right in the face with it, Inter- Danny Hill style. That is interesting. You should say that because have you heard about these trials in Sweden? No, I've never heard of Sweden. Right. What is it? It's a country in the town of Malmo. Now, what has uh, been happening, uh, although there is controversy about whether or not this is true or whether it's fake news, but uh, there, it is the comedy assault using a frying pan at capital of the world now. Uh, you get people saying that immigrants there just go around uh, hitting people in the face with frying pans in a sort of cartoon Tom and Jerry style way. And as such, it's a very dangerous place to venture into. What do you make of that, Simon? Like a um, hilarious place. Yeah. Um, and, and, and all the sound effects there as well, where it goes, a bong. When so it gets hit in the face. Give me the sound effect again. A bong. No, it's more of a clang. <laughs> 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 yeah. There's lots of novelty sounds could be uh, could be uh, discovered over there, actually. <laughs> That's it going back in again. <laughs> I want to talk about Pol Pot. Now, um, of course, some would say Pol Pot was a uh, terrible dictator who, of course, ran a communist regime in Cambodia. Allegedly. And yes, some would say that. Well, history, really, but uh, killed uh, hundreds of thousands of people. Um, now, he wasn't called Pol Pan, was he? No, he wasn't. Exactly. And there we must leave the debate. So. Really? We've only been on five minutes. All right, carry on the debate. It was the best five minutes of his life. Carry on the debate. Okay, well, I think we should uh, get rid of pans and just cook food directly on hubs. Right, so you'd... What a ridiculous thing to say. So you'd just remove a pan. What about a pot, though? You said you didn't mind pots. Why can't... We have a pot, but I'd I'd say cut out the middle pan. Right. Right on the hub. (laughs) So So you say we just take the food... And we put it on a hob. I bet you're glad I decided to continue the debate. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Stick that in your podcast. <laughs> we might stick it in the podcast. You never know your look. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. All right, here's a question for you then. Go on. All right, it's pancake day, right? Or pot cake day, if you want that to be, right? Sure. We've talked about the story of St. Shrove, of course. Um, you know, the history there. St. Shrove uh, killed the dragon. The dragon, uh, who, the myth is that he came into the villages and he took the milk and the eggs and the... 
uh, flower of the villagers and he made a pancake in the town square with the fire from his breath and and some shrove killed him anyway um my question is where would you put your batter if you didn't have a pan uh where would you put your batter in, a, in your hands in a sock where i'd put it in a yorkshire pudding tray oh so you're okay with a tin tray well yes it's not a pan is it you're Such not a racist. you can't phone a radio station with that sort of racist attitude i've got to call you out on it Simon, help me out. I know. Simon, help me out. Simon, help me out here, will you? There's a racist on the other line. Yes, it is appalling, and I'm actually pretty shocked at this. uh, Yeah, this guy here, Douglas, whatever his name is. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Just cut me off. Go on. I mean, technically, Yorkshire pudding tray. I would class. I mean, if you open your pan cupboard. Look inside there, right, there's going to be pans. There's also going to be Yorkshire pudding trays. So it, it comes into the same sort of category as a yeah. pan, I would say. What about a skillet, Douglas? I don't know what that is. Shut your I'm face not, I'm now. not middle class like you, Stupid John. Stupid idiot. It? Call it, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Call, how dare you? Call, you short man. No, you short don't man. You, how dare you? Call a radio station without knowing what a skillet is. What sort of idiot are you? I'm a bloody idiot. Yes, you are. I'm thick. Yeah. Agreed. And there we will leave the debate. Mm. Sum it up for me in one word, please. Simon. Flip-flop. Thank you. Douglas. Panhandle. Idiot. And that's the big debate. <laughs> Do we still need... It's time for you to give us your opinion. Do we still need pans in this day and age? Do we? For both sides of the argument. They got a little bit heated. I apologise um, uh, for getting a little angry myself there. But, you know, if you're going to find a radio station that knowing what a skillet is, then frankly I've got no time for you. Uh, do we need pans in post-Brexit Britain? Do we? We've got the town of Rochester now and hammocks. So why do we need pans? Let us know. 8722. Start your message with the word talk. Oh, that's the talk radio on Twitter. Start your message with any word you'd like. I'm John Holmes and that on talk radio is the big debate. That was one of my favourite ones, actually. I'm really uh, fond of that one. I know I said that about the last one, but I do have a soft spot for pans. As in the debate pans, I don't really... I think I made it quite apparent there I didn't really give a shit about pans. But I, I, what I'm saying is I like the debate on pans. So, yeah, that's a highlight for me. Uh, I've got one here uh, called Journeys. And I think this is one of my earlier ones. This might be the uh, like the oldest one that I downloaded from the Talk Radio website. Uh, I can't remember how it goes at all or who I debated with. So I'm very keen to click on it and find out. So here we are, Journeys. So, tonight sees the opening, sees the opening of the Paralympics, of course. That other great Olympics after the all and uh, Animal Olympics that used to be an excellent cartoon on children's television in the 1970s. Much to look forward to then tonight as the athletes, the Parathletes, is that, are they? Uh, go on to glory in Rio, and what a journey it promises to be. But I'll be honest, not everybody is, is happy with that. Um, on the line, having just called into Talk Radio on 08444991000, having heard me just then, just seconds ago, say the word journey, is Herman. Good afternoon, Herman. Hello there, John. Good afternoon. Thank you for, for calling Talk Radio. Now, You're welcome. Sorry. Um, I haven't finished yet. Now, okay. you're very much against journeys of, of any kind, I think I'm right in saying, and you think what you think is we should put a stop to journeys. Do we need journeys of any kind in post-Brexit Britain where we've got allotments and Black Lives Matter? No. 
Right. Sit down. Um, let me give you a bit of context about myself, John. Yeah. Uh, I'm a morbidly obese man. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't travel very far. I don't journey anywhere yeah. other than to the clinic every two weeks or so. And even that's going to be a stop soon. They're going to make visits to me. But luckily for me as well, I also de- disagree with journeys uh, anyway. I'm unable to journey and I don't like journeys. Yes, well, uh, I say, why travel anywhere when you can just eat crisps and watch QVC all day and hurt your home? Right. No, well, that that is a fair argument. I know a lot of people listening will be doing exactly that. But uh, you did say in there that you did journey to a clinic. So that is a journey. I mean, did you not enjoy the journey to the clinic? No, I didn't. Um, I often step in dog muck on my way there as, yeah. uh, as a result of me not being able to see my see feet. feet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, look, stay, stay there on the on the telephone because uh, I want to bring in Salvatore, who's also uh, called in um, with an opposing point of view. Salvatore, uh, that, you've heard there. That was Herman. I think you heard what he said. He doesn't like journeys. Thinks we should absolutely get rid of them. They're unnecessary. Even necessary journeys are unnecessary. Is the argument, Salvatore? What do you reckon to this? Don't stop believing, oh, oh, that song aside, John, that song aside, I love a journey. Yes. I've, I've just pictured, <laughs> I've just pictured Sweaty, Her- Sweaty Herman hulking himself down the clinic. Yeah. Oh, what a sight, what a sight. Um, journeys are fantastic, you know, um, the thing, the thing, the thing Herman needs to remember, journeys d- depend on three things. One, where are you going? Yeah. Two, who are you going with? And three, what route are you taking? Now, in uh, Herman's situation, he's, he's talking about a, a hell of a hard time getting himself down the, down the clinic. Yeah. But most journeys are, are fantastic. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're part of, of, of the experience of wherever you're going, really. Yeah, well, I mean, that, you know, all of what you said is accurate, but, the, you know, Herman does, does have a point, doesn't he? Because if, if a journey... Even if even a necessary journey is unnecessary, as Herman is saying, and that's mostly, let's be honest, is because Herman is fat. I'm fat. 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 Yeah, fat Herman. Fat Herman. I'm I'm fat. Fatty Herman. I'll admit it, I'm fat. But (laughs) isn't the point, though, that, you see, without journeys, we're not... I don't don't understand what you're proposing, because you're proposing we just stay put, Herman. We don't move... At all. I mean, is a ju- what's the length of a journey? It, what, in your definition, what's the length of a journey? Uh, the length of a journey that I would um, be happy with uh, is to the fridge from where I'm sitting and then back again. Right, and how far away is the fridge? Uh, a metre. A metre. <laughs> yeah. And that's because it is in a different room, but you're so fat that part of you is near it, though, right? It's an arm's distance away from me, yeah. Yeah. Right, OK. Well, that OK, there's the, there you go. Two metres, Salvatore. That's, that's an allowable journey. So it, why don't we just make sure that everywhere we want to go is within two metres of us? Well, we, we, could, do, we could do that. We've got to remember that it's, it's, it's not just about travelling, you know, uh, there's life choices as well here, especially yeah. with uh, Herman's situation. Yeah. You know, you've got to enjoy the process. Lots of things in life will take a long time to do. You know, if someone tells me that if I do X, Y and Z, it will get me whatever. What, algebra? But, well, yeah, but the, the, the journey then becomes, you know, the, the achievement to get there becomes part of it. So my advice to Herman is to slow down, yeah. take your time and enjoy it. Remember that a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. That was uh, from Lao Tzu. Oh, I don't even want to think about taking a step anywhere. No, well, a thousand miles. No, that, well, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, the, the the proclaimers famously would have gone five hundred of them. Well, yeah, we'd have got them out of Scotland. Yeah, but they're but, stuff, they're, yeah. but they're but they're thin. 
Yeah, the ginger though as well. So yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, thing to think. go on. Fatty Herman. Yeah, I can smell him from here. No, the the thing is with travelling, it also depends on where you're going, doesn't it? I mean, if I was a death row prisoner going, being taken to the death chamber, I probably wouldn't enjoy that journey. But if you're hiking or orienteering, then the journey is the main part. Yes, but what what if, what if, and this is just a, and I know they've been doing this, um, trials in Sweden, where, of course, they have the death penalty. And uh, the, they, they are taking, it's interesting you bring this up, because they're taking death row prisoners uh, to the death chamber, but via an orienteering course, right? So they're not just walking down a corridor, a bleak prison corridor anymore. They take them out of the prison into the hills and mountains and lakes of Sweden, a couple of days, orienteering round, round there, and then, then they lead them back to the death chamber. Now, now that's in contradiction of what you said because yes, it's a journey to die, but it's nice. Couldn't they just run away if they're outside? No, they're tethered. Can't they? Salvatore, Herman, I'm not talking to you. Salvatore, what do you make of that? It's a nice journey, isn't it? It, In my opinion, all journeys are nice, so I'm not. I'm not having an issue with that. Really, all journeys are they? Yeah. Right, what about, well, what about if like... they brought the death chamber to the uh, convict? How about what that? that? What about a journey to go to uh, the vet to get your beloved pet dog put down? Is that nice? You sicko. Well, I don't know, but I mean... Well, if you... you, Okay, well, let's say you take... Well, no, uh, arguing. Uh, Let's say you took the dog orienteering first on the way to the vet. How about that? Well, my dog wouldn't like it. He can't walk. I'm not surprised. Why don't we put Herman down? We need a lot of chemicals to do that, though. Is it a fat dog? It's a fat dog. Uh, You mentioned he's not a sausage dog or you might have eaten him. I want to just... Uh, let's, uh, come on, let's not get too personal. I want to bring in uh, this argument. You said, bring the death chamber... How do we get to places? Well, bring the... Pla- You've heard the phrase, bring the mountain to Mohammed. If Mohammed won't go to the mountain, you bring the Mohammed to the mountain to Mohammed. You've heard that, right? Obviously, um, we have trouble finding Mohammed because he can't be depicted, certainly not on any maps, which wouldn't help the orienteering either, would it, if we're honest? But could you not just bring items... Places people want to go. Think of all the places people want to visit, right? Uh, Great Wall of China, the Great Wall of Calais, the Cumberland Pencil Museum, the Grand Canyon, right? A a, a Build-A-Bear workshop. What if you just brought all these to people instead? So some people are allowed to journey with these things, the people transporting them, but other people don't have to journey anywhere. What about that, Herman? That would be ideal for my situation, but I'd feel sorry for the poor sod who has to transport them to me. I don't want to put them through any journeys. Any journeys. Any journeys. So, I mean, Salvatore, it's an interesting point, though, isn't it? We stay put, you bring the things to people. I'd happily bring uh, something. I'd be one of the people that's for bringing them. I'd be the journeyman, because I do enjoy it. I'd happily bring the Grand Canyon to Sweaty Herman's house. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, get in it and I would not be impressed by it. Okay, now, that's not true, is it? Everyone's I'd, impressed I'd by the Grand take Canyon. Take it away. I mean, take it away. Yeah. We know that you touch the side, Sermon. If we put you in there, though, you're fat. Mm. Yeah, I would. If you get rid of journeys, X Factor contestants will have nothing. I mean, is that what you want? I want them to have nothing. Salvatore? Oh, well, I, I'm not really concerned about that. No, no one is. Uh, let me ask you this, uh, Herman, yep. with your getting rid of journeys, right? The novelist Jules Verne, right? Yes. What to the centre of the earth? What? What are you going to replace it with? What? A flag? Um, flag to the centre of the earth? No. To the centre of the earth. No. Roll, squirrel? Roll. No. Squirrel to the centre. Doesn't make any sense, does it? 
roll down towards it. No, uh, you've got to put a new word in there. The book's no. called Journey to the Centre. If you're not journeying to the centre of the earth, what are you doing? Just standing above it. Standing above it to the centre of the earth? Yeah. That's not going to work. Oh, what's your idea then, mate? Well, I'd keep it as it is, because I'm all, for, I'm all for the journey. Yeah, you've got a point there. Yeah, he's yeah, got a point, hasn't he? They usually just want to get rid of it. You need to come up with some answers, mate. Fat mate. You can't be bothered. Yeah, mate. you're lazy. You're lazy fat. All right, mate. Do you want me to cry? Do you want me to cry? Cry your fat tears, you're fat. And it's a strain to get them fat tears out of your eye. Uh, come on, it's personal. Now. There we must leave. Like tears of blood. Leave. Leave. <laughs> leave the With Herman. There, very much against journeys. Those tears journeying down his face there, ironically. Uh, and Salvatore there. <laughs> it's, uh, that's, uh, can you sum it up for us in one word, please? Herman, first. Food. <laughs> Salvatore, sum the debate up in one word. Waddle. <laughs> we must leave the debate. If you've got an opinion, do we need journeys? What do you think? Yeah, that was a really old one. Actually, I was surprised how old it was because it didn't have the um, typical music at the beginning of it like what it usually did. Uh, that was with a guy called Joe Pennock. And I've got um, another one of his here, which I want to play a little bit later on. Um, it's definitely one of my favourite ones, uh, the one that I want to play a little bit later. Uh, But I'm going to stick two more in before then. This one is with a a lady called Kate O'Connor. And this is um, just at the end of last year we did this one. This is maybe one of my final big debates on talk radio. Uh, It's on the topic of chicken wire. And this one is very funny. Um, And I hope it tickles you. Here's Chicken Wire featuring me, Kate O'Connor and John Holmes. So, a Bosnian-Croat warlord who looks a little bit like Father Christmas killed himself to death on live television yesterday by drinking some poison. The pictures of it are on the front of a lot of the newspapers today as well, of course. And the moment was shown on television here. So now, children everywhere in the run-up to Christmas think that, one, Father Christmas is guilty of crimes against humanity, and two, he's dead. But rest assured, children, Father Christmas, I'm here to tell you, is absolutely fine. Yes, the nasty man looked like Santa, but in truth, he wasn't even one of his helpers. Father Christmas is perfectly healthy. I mean, yes, he could do with losing a bit of weight. Uh, maybe leave some kale out for him this year rather than a mince pie. But overall, Father Christmas, absolutely fine. The worst crime that Father Christmas has ever committed, of course, is violating the airspace of countries on an annual basis. But with the exception of North Korea, who've said they now have a missile that can hit the whole of Lapland, most other countries have let that go. Uh, Santa Claus, for his part, has issued a statement saying he isn't going to play chicken over Pyongyang this year. Although apparently he's having trouble with America as well, given Trump's attitude towards border control. Anyway, on the line, listening to uh, me say words uh, there, uh, one of them was chicken as well. Uh, he's F- Phoebe's called it. Good afternoon, Phoebe. All right, lovely John. All right, Phoebe, how are you? I'm well, I'm well. Good. How are you? All right, glad to hear it. Yeah, we're all right. So, um, doing better than that warlord and his poison. So, 
Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you've you heard me say the word chicken in there, don't you? And then and 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 what you've done is you've called in because you don't like not it's not chicken so much, there's chicken wire. There's a wire that's um that you get that's called chicken wire. You don't like it, I understand. You wanna see you wanna see it put beyond no. use. What's wrong with it? Well, I just think that the killing of innocent birds to make wire out of them is wrong. Right, okay. So what would you... So this is obviously the, the manufacture of chicken wire is that you, you take the guts of chickens and you stretch it out and put it into shapes. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but you've got... But, some, you know, something has got to stop chickens escaping and it might as well be the guts of another dead chicken in wire form. Well, I just think why not replace it with, like, soybeans or... Do you think soybeans or, would prevent chickens from escaping? I mean... They prevent stuff from moving through people's bowels. I don't see why not. Right. But if you... So the extension of your argument is that people who keep chickens should perhaps keep them not in a pen, but in their own bowels. And that way, if they then ate soya beans, the chickens wouldn't escape the bowels and would be there. And then, of course, I suppose if the chicken laid an egg... Then the egg would drop egg. out of uh, egg, drop out of the hu- the chicken into the human bowel, and then the basically the human would then lay the chicken, uh, the egg, whichever came or, first, or ingest it as a source of delicious protein. Right. Stay on the line, Phoebe, because I want to. I'm going to bring Henry in on this. Henry, good afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Hi there. Now you've been listening to Phoebe there. She says chicken wire bad. You know, bad. Th- it's oh, a bad thing. We need to put it beyond. I, I horrible. I say chicken wire good. Okay, I thought you might. Why? Why particularly? Well, everything you were saying about bowels being able to be used to contain chickens, I think it's just absolutely implausible. To be honest with you, there's nothing wrong with chicken wire. It's uh, it's great for its purpose to contain. Oh, I beg your pardon. What was that? Was that a sneeze? Uh, Phoebe was Phoebe was laying an egg. All right. Okay. Well, it's much better to keep not chickens in a pen, like you said, or a pencil or any sort of writing implement. That's yeah. Ridiculous. Just keep them in some sort of contained area. Um, well, the human bowel is a contained area. Sorry, Henry, isn't it? Just to come back in there. Well, well speak for yourself. Right. Uh, now, okay. Let's let's look at the other side of the argument. Is Phoebe Phoebe's worried about what it's made of? But of course, chicken wire, uh, by its very nature, gives chickens access to electricity. Now, should we? Give chickens access to electricity, Phoebe. Is that not dangerous? Well, of course it is. Yeah. It's madness. Yeah. I mean, does does that mean that our roast dinners are, like, listening into our conversations and that? Well, it's more the escape, isn't it? It's more the idea that chicken, a chicken... A captive chicken, angry chicken, given access to electricity... You know, a, chick, a chicken could fashion, given time, a, like a rudimentary taser. Couldn't it? Like a monkey left. I don't see why not. Yeah, exactly. So you're so, but the idea there is that a, a chicken could injure a human with a with a taser that it could disguise. There will be hordes, hordes of chickens roaming around, yeah, tasering everyone, yeah, to within an inch of their life. Is that will be scrambled people? Scrambled people, Henry. That if you if you get on the notion of chicken wire, it gives chickens access to electricity. Scrambled people. That's ridiculous. I don't want scrambled people. Uh, I think it's good though to get uh, electricity for chickens because we'll be able to give them so many menial tasks that us humans, uh, you know, do ourselves. We'll be able to put chickens in factories and they can make things for us. Uh, what? So you're labor. saying that chickens will come over here and take our jobs? Yeah. 
Oh, you're a disgrace, yeah. Henry. You're a disgrace. Well, I mean, thank you very much. You, Henry, you know, Phoebe is, you know, you're talking about British jobs for British workers. And now you're talking about bringing in foreign, foreign chickens, are you? Well, if they want to come here and do the work, then I see why why can't we bring in foreign chickens to do our So we take down the borders, job. the chicken wire that you know we're talking about here, and we yeah, allow yeah. free movement of fowl to do yeah. the work oh. of British people who who and then yeah, and then once they're in the factories, put the chicken wire around it so they can't get out. Right, but isn't that just jailing chicken? You know, if you, oh, I mean, would you jail chicken? For instance, if you don't want to put Phoebe, take some chicken wire, put it in jail. Is there any? Yeah. Is there any point to that? Uh, no, John, that sounds mad. Yeah, but well, I like to point out to you that Phoebe was suggesting putting chickens up her bottom earlier. So I don't see why it's so outlandish to suggest they should be put in jail. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to put them up there and then expect that they make my electrical goods to be sold to me for less than make, a fair price. Am I, Henry? No. Right. Definitely wouldn't make them up there. Right. Look, we sell, Look, what? this country has got a proud and long tradition of selling chickens and wire to Saudi Arabia. All right. Should we be surprised? When people use the latter, the wire, to imprison the former, the chickens. If we say, you can't criticise it if our country sells this stuff to Saudi Arabia, can you? Uh, I'm talking, there's a statement today by Hens Nesty International, right? Um, <coughs> the, yeah, uh, that is about the rights of chickens not to be imprisoned without trial behind chicken wire. Phoebe? Well, that sounds, yes. Would you be happy if chickens got a fair trial before being put behind chicken wire. Is that, you know, would you use a cock, yes. as, a, cock as a judge, I, for example? I am all in favour of chick humanitarian effort, yes. John. Yes, good. Um, and I, yeah, I, roosters as judges and, uh, and a jury of a dozen roosters. of their he peers. Uh, Henry, Henry, she, again, yeah. again, oh, oh, I, I, I can, you're, you're, yeah. you're shaking... Shaking your face and eyes, aren't you, at this? Yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, doing it. So. Let's, look yeah. at, let's look at the figures. Uh, how many people have been killed as a direct result, direct result of chicken wire? How many? None. That's right, it's none. And that's, that's a lie. Well, I've got the figures here, Phoebe. It's still too many, isn't it? None. Right? And if you, if you get rid of chicken wire, right, then, then the chickens roam free. Then you've got a danger that the chickens, with electric, with, let's face it, they've got tasers now. In your okay. argument, therefore, they could kill and injure people. What about ge- okay? What about gender-neutral chicken wire? Is that a good thing or a bad thing, Phoebe? Oh, I'm against chicken wire of all kinds, John. Oh, oh, well, okay, okay. So that's broadly prejudice. All right, fine. Henry, what about you? I mean, chicken wire. <laughs> so, uh, the mayor of London's been talking about this. He's been saying that um, you know, chicken wire should neither be male nor female. It should be gender-neutral. Um, well, I think we should have both gendered and non-gender because it's a different type of chicken wire. It means there's more being made, and I'm for it. As I've explained, I like all yeah. chicken wire. I want more of it on this planet. Uh, if you have a look at what they've been doing in Sweden recently, they've had trials there. I'm yes. sure you know of them. I do. Where they've taken away all the chicken wire, and it's just... It's clucking mental. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, but they've what they've done oh, there. They no, had to, Henry. They had to take you. Know, they had sorry. They had to take. The, had to take the stop talking. They had to take the no, chicken wire. Talking stop say. talking, Phoebe. I'm going to keep talking. And you, I'm Henry. Keep talking right stop. now. I'm talking now. I'm talking. Take the chicken wire away because they had to use it to prevent elks from not uh, from attacking, didn't they? Because the elks over there. 
it's their own fault. They should be using uh, elk wire. This, exactly, exactly. Wire. What are they meant to be doing? Exactly. What Chicken wire is not going to keep an elk at bay, is it? That's what. That's exactly what's happening between. Um, how no, many... but elks are much better at working in factories, though. So I see yeah, where they're going. Really the, they haven't really got the dexterity that chickens have, really. How elks have hooves, don't they? How many? Yeah, well, how, just yeah. how many more chickens in this country? Yes or no, Phoebe? Yes. Hmm. Henry? Yes. The problem's not with the chickens. No, it's with chicken wire. He does have he does have a valid point there, John. He does. What a stupid question, John Holmes. Are you even listening well, to what you're John saying? John Holmes, we've called in to have a conversation yep. and you've turned it into something else. You're, no, no, it's the, you know, just question. I've checked it's still a conversation. It is still it is still I'm a, not sure. It is still a conversation, although it is nearly over. You'll be pleased to know. Um, what is... Final question. Mm-hmm, thank God. Final question. Is chicken made climate change to blame? No. I mean... Henry, your thoughts on that? Well, yeah. Some people, deny, some people <laughs> deny it and say chickens aren't um, even involved, but... Well, is that to blame for the amount of chicken? Is, is that amount to blame for the chicken wire? Epi- let's call it an epidemic. I, I don't even know what your question is, John. Oh, never mind. The answer is yes. Okay, thank you very the much. Answer is definitely yes. Thank you very much, right. Henry. All right, that, that's fair enough. Uh, Henry makes uh, some points there. I don't know what they were, but uh, Phoebe made the opposite ones, and that's the point of the debate. Um, Phoebe, sum up the debate for me in one word. Clocking. Thank you, Henry. Fantastic. Great. Uh, what do you think? Uh, do we need chicken wire? I mean, it's, it, it's, it prevents chickens, doesn't it? But do we need it, really? Should chickens be allowed access to electricity? Would you be happy with chickens, possibly foreign ones, roaming the streets of Britain post-Brexit with tasers? Would, is that, does that, is that, would that make you happy? Let us know what you think. Um, get in touch, 87222. Start your message with the word talk. Uh, talk radio on Twitter. Start your message with any word you like. We've got seasonally themed hot drinks in Starbucks now in yoghurt. Why do we need chicken wire? Let us know. That was another big debate featuring Kate O'Connor and me and John Holmes and Cornelius Mendes at the end there on chicken wire. Nice. Um, you know that thing we do at the end of the big debate where you have to give like your final word and mine there was fantastic and uh, I sort of didn't give an answer for John's second uh, question there. It was very easy, I'm sure you can imagine, um, doing these big debates to sort of trail off and um, have your mind wander and for you to not actually listen to what John was saying because you know, it's uh, it's it's really kind of difficult to listen to inanity when you're on the phone and you've got to think of things and... Um, I'm not very good at quick thinking like that, um, so I just uh, I just came up with a word. Sometimes my words are relevant, um, my final words anyway, um, on the big debate, and um, sometimes they're just not. Sometimes they're just like fantastic, or it's the topic repeated again. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. I'd see, see, this is what I mean. It's easy for my mind to wander, really. Um, I, I don't really pay much attention to things at all. I'm very... Um, easily distracted and uh, I'm, I'm very sleepy a lot of the time as well that's partly my problem too I, I, I could go to sleep right now actually but I'm not going to what I'm going to do is I'm going to play two more big debates from the talk radio archive and then um, you're free to go listener and then you can listen to another podcast you can, uh, you can tune into the radio you can put something on the TV you can watch a film you can just continue with your 
Saturday or whatever day it is you're listening to this. Uh, my next one, it's going to be another one involving Simon Jobson. Uh, and this is quite a recent one as well. I think it was... This one took place um, just in the sort of back area of Media City. This is where I did it. So it must be quite recent because I've only moved back to Salford again just like within the past six months. So it's sometime within the past six months, this one. And it's on the topic of nozzles. You know nozzles, right? You know what a nozzle is, right? You, if you don't, you've got some time right now to Google and find out and uh, try and learn about what nozzles are. Um so pause the podcast now, Google nozzle if you don't want to know what a nozzle is, and then come back to the podcast, click play, and then listen to this big debate on nozzles. Go on, pause now. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. You now know what nozzles are. This is the big debate on the John Holmes show on Talk Radio from a few months ago about nozzles. So over the weekend then, Donald Trump, he's the President of the United States of America, continued his tour of Asia by being in China, where even that country's strict control over the internet and the fact that access to Twitter is blocked in China, he still managed to tweet that Kim Jong-un, after the North Korean president called him old, was short and fat, and then said that Vladimir Putin definitely didn't interfere in the US election because he, Vladimir Putin, told him, Trump, that he didn't. So that's that matter settled then. Done and dusted, isn't it? Trump was right all along. Russia had nothing to do with the US election. And he's right about Kim Jong-un too, isn't he? He's short and fat. I mean, having read that tweet, I was surprised that Sir Trump didn't have a go at Kim Jong-un's hair as well. Given he's now got 280 characters to play with on Twitter. But then I realised Trump's hair was how it is and thought, uh, well, Trump probably thought better of it. He'd be opening a can of, um, can of worms, wouldn't he, if he started commenting on other world leaders' hair. So. Which, coincidentally, um, I suppose Trump's hair could often be, you know, mistaken for a can of worms. Worms! Could have been squirted onto his scalp through a nozzle. On the line here uh, is Talk Radio listener Brian. Good afternoon, Brian. Thanks for calling in. Hello there, John. Hello, there, Brian. Yeah, always, uh, always, always a pleasure, Brian. Oh, thank you very much. No, just, to, just to say that I am from Newcastle, and today I will be identifying myself as a Geordie Magpie. That's absolutely acceptable. You can right. identify however you I'm like. Out of me, yeah, uh, Brian. Dressing up box as well, you know. Um, so, Brian, dressed as uh, a Geordie Magpie this afternoon. Yes. You, what you're not dressed as, interestingly, is a nozzle because you've called in. Uh, you uh, think nozzles are unacceptable these days? Well, uh, let's be clear about let's be clear about what a nozzle is first. Of course, a cylindrical or round spout at the end of a pipe, hose, or tube used to control a jet of gas or liquid. You think that's unacceptable in this day and age? Free, you've told our researcher, free uh, the country from the tyranny of nozzles. Explain uh, yourself. Well, uh, speaking as an ex-nozzle addict, I know firsthand just how bad things can get yeah. when uh, when doing nozzles. Now, it, it started off small, just using the nozzle from the piping bag that I used to ice my cakes. Then, uh, yeah. then it, went, it was onto the harder stuff, like the nozzle from uh, from my Henry Hoover. Yeah. Uh, however, the thing that uh, tipped me over the edge and, and made me go and seek help was when I crushed up a Lynx aerosol spray nozzle with a packet of bourbon biscuits. Uh, I, I wasn't in a very good place at that point. No. Where, where, where were you? Newcastle, yeah. 
Uh, well, well, it was in Newcastle down yeah. Northumberland Street, just behind Northumberland Street. That's and right. uh, right. that it a... would be best if nozzles were banned. Isn't a very good place. So, uh, well, you speak from mm-hmm. personal experience. And that's, uh, and first of all, I want to say you're brave. Thank you. Uh, for coming onto the radio to talk about that. Um, and second of all, I want to say good afternoon, Henry, who's called in. Yeah, and I just want to say uh, you're brave, John, for making fun of people's hair. Thanks very much. Uh, So, uh, Henry, you are uh, a nozzle. um, Now, are you an addict or just an enthusiast? I'm quite an addict now. I'm not quite an addict. I know where to draw the line, and I draw it in the sand with nozzle. Right. What kind of nozzle do you use to draw a line in the sand? Uh, uh, Sort of air nozzle? Uh, just like one of those, you know, your generic uh, hose pipe ones, really. I forget the brand. I should yeah. know, really. I'm a nozzle fan. That's right. Well you, well, you are. And this is the thing, is it? But people like Brian, who've been addicted to nozzles in the past, say they are a bad thing. He would like to see them. Hose Lock. It's called Hose Lock. That's the brand. I remembered it now. All right. Thank you. Um, but you, um, but but people, you listen to people, Brian's sad story there. Don't, you know, don't you think you owe your duty, Henry, to not, not pedal nozzles into the into the world? Well, look, no, I think you can enjoy a nozzle, uh, but you have to know your limit is the thing. And Brian here just simply didn't know his limit, did he? And he accessed oh, no. on nozzles. He yeah. had too much nozzle fun. Yeah. I have uh, nozzle fun in moderation, John. Right. I like to nuzzle on a good nozzle. It's right. a comfort thing. Uh, what, what, what do you think about the, um, the accusation that nozzles cause TB? Because uh, this is uh, in, in the countryside, because, you know, nozzles... Um, uh, this is the, this is the the art of nozzle culling, of course. People who go around um, sort of keeping the population numbers of nozzles down. Uh, nozzle hunters. They say they're vermin. They're not, are they vermin, Brian? Um, I, I think I think so. Um, I, I'm not actually uh, uh, the forced up hold of that, you know, the uh, the TB situation. That's made me even more scared and even more pleased that I've been clean now for over ten years. Yes, and again, congratulations. That's uh, Thank you. that's very good. Um, I haven't hoovered my house for a long time, like, because uh, no. obviously with the nozzles, nozzle situation and the, and the council said it's become a health hazard. Yeah. But uh, but that's a side, that is a side effect, but but one that is acceptable given the health concerns of yourself. Uh, because well, it's better to like, die of a like dusty nozzle. house and mm-hmm. and attendant muck, isn't it, than die of a nozzle. So. Can I just, uh, can I ask Henry a quick question? Yes, uh, you can, right. Yeah, go on. Do, do oh. you have a really long hose? You, you want my hoover... Are you? That's come alive. No, I'm not your Hoover. Because my my Hoover's Carl. Well, it was Carl Henry, and uh, obviously I've not s- seen him for ten years. Yeah, he buried beneath it. Right. I'm not sure if you were maybe it's him, and you were like reuniting here now on talk radio. I don't know. No, no, it's not me. That's not me. Have a have a think about what you've just said. Yeah, I will. Idiot. I will. Is it? Um, let me ask you this, this question as well, because um, I think this is important. Um, Obvious, well, let's say it is for the sake of argument. It, mm. The the controlling uh, the description of a, of a nozzle, right? It's to control a jet of gas or liquid, isn't it? Right? That we know that uh, out of out of a container. Now, should we? You, and this, you've googled the same words as I have to find that definition, John. Yes, I have. It was on Wikipedia. Yeah. So, it was, it, yeah. is the um, uh, well, but what I'm thinking is, I, and I googled further than you possibly because I found uh, people are calling for nozzles. Uh, to be applied at borders, right? Because uh, the idea is, that if it can control a nozzle, could control a jet of gas or liquid. Surely it could control migrants. So if people coming into the country are squirted into the country via a nozzle, you can more easily control the no- the migrants coming in to the country. Uh, nozzles at the borders, Henry. What do you make of that? 
Well, I think that's actually a good idea. I'm all for more nozzles in any sort of situation, really. Uh, I think it should be applied to domestic travel as well, instead of, like, trains or taking a megabus somewhere. Just stick yourself to a nozzle, be squirted to your destination. Well, it doesn't Much work, more efficient. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't get you to your destination. It's just, it just it controls... Oh, yeah, then. Controls the, the flow. Brian, you, what do you make of that? I mean, you've called in. I know you're a racist. So do you, do you think this is a good idea? Uh, well, um... It sounds like madness to me, if I'm honest. Like, yeah. But uh, if you if you could jettison, well, if you could jettison yourself inside a nozzle and you yeah. could go somewhere, I might. It might actually get me back into it, and that's a very very risky. It, it is for you, of course. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I don't know how to th- oh. what to think about that, if I'm honest. Like, no. it's um, there's uh, is it is it wrong is it wrong to touch someone's nozzle without their permission? Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad you see we're yeah. all agreeing on that, aren't we? That's, that's, of course, yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Um, well, no, well, as long as you do it gently as well, I mean, it might be all right. But... Yeah, the government have said... Um, 40,000 more nozzles. Yes, by 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, I mean, what do you think so, of that? What do you think? This so is a government promise, of course. They say that, you know, that people, there aren't enough nozzles, young people can't get on the nozzle ladder. 40,000 more nozzles by 2018. Are the government doing enough, Henry? Well, yeah, they've introduced that help to shut your face. They've introduced that help to nuzzle scheme, haven't they? Not too long ago. That's, yeah. Uh, well, no, it's 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 you got the, you got the title wrong. Actually, it's the help to squirt scheme. But yes, it is. It is nuzzles. <laughs> uh, I'm fine. I need. I, I, my Henry, because my Henry wasn't that rude. No. No. I need help to squirt. Have you heard about? Well, you need a better nozzle. Have you heard about these? Um, uh, All right, okay, are you saying you've got a better nozzle than me? Come on, get it out on the I'm desk. I'm not saying, I'm impartial in the nozzle show argument. Got, show me what you've got. Yeah, your get your nozzle out. I am being... Get your nozzle out no, right now, come no, on. I'm being impartial. Hit your nozzle, hit your Stopped. nozzle against the microphone Henry. now. All right. Hang on, hang on, hang on. That's not bad. All right. So look, what do you, how many nozzles do you think there should be, yes or no, Henry? Well, yeah. Yeah. Brian? Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to say no on that. No, well, you probably are. Um, do you... I mean, this is uh, interesting, isn't it? There's this forthcoming film uh, uh, now. Because of the controversy surrounding nozzles in general, um, uh, they re- the, the film is ready to come out, but all the nozzles have now been entered, edited out of the film, and they've been replaced with uh, spouts of the type of a milk jug and so forth. Is, is that, that's the right thing to do, isn't it? Given the controversy, Brian, edit the nozzles out, replace with uh, spouts. I oh, lovely big spout. I think that would be a, yeah. I, that's, that's, that's a good idea. Is there a da- around like a spouty spout spout? Is there a danger though of people like you with an addictive personality becoming addicted to well, spouts? Yes, because why you know if it's not, as you say if, you do, if it's not uh, if it's not nuzzles it'll be spouts. If it's not spouts it'll be alcohol. Yeah, and then it'll be gambling, and then you know. And on, on. Are you, on, hey, Brian? On are you, would you describe yourself? Would you identify as nosphobic? Me. Yes. No, sorry, I, I, I just heard some giggling. Um, I, I would actually, I. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very phobic to yeah. nozzles. Um, what, when, Henry? Oh, the, I'm uh, actually a nozophile as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, which is somebody who's obsessed with nozzles, of course. Um, uh-huh. when, um, when that scandal happened a few years ago, when people were buying products with nozzles... I've been told... I've been Hang told on, Henry. I can't mention it. Hang I can't mention it. Not- Legally, I can't. Wait, just, just let me. We'll, we'll be non. Just let me get your thoughts on this. 
this is some years ago now, and it was supermarkets that were, were, were blamed, of course. Uh, on the shelves, people were, you know, there were people were buying products with nozzles. Uh, you mentioned deodorant uh, and so forth. Um, uh, fairy liquid, uh, other liquids are available of, 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 for any mythical creature. Um, uh, anyway, the nozzles, it turned out that most of the nozzles in supermarkets were made of horse meat. And that was a scandal. And what was happening was, it, would, it certainly on deodorant, of course, you were spraying that through a horse meat nozzle, and it was making you smell of horse meat. And there was a scandal, wasn't there? And I just wanted to get your thoughts on it, Henry. Because you're in favour of them, but surely you can't say that was a good thing. Well, the problem was we weren't told that it was horse meat, John. No, I would have right. minded if it was horse. It wasn't labelled, uh, was it? Would, it wasn't labelled. I would have been okay if they were transparent about it. I like a transparent nozzle. I like a translucent nozzle. Yeah. I like an opaque nozzle. Yeah. I like a nozzle that's a bit big. I like one that's a bit small. I like any sort of nozzle, really. Yeah. All right. And Brian, um, again, I mean, we're coming to the end of the debate. Really, I just want to thank you, Brian, because you were brave phoning in today. Well, thank you, thanks. Um, I'm, I'm going to go and have a. Uh, I'm not going to go and have a nozzle, actually. No, no, no don't, 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 uh, don't. Probably don't. will. Just, just stay. No, will. we have been talking about no. No, no, no. It's Brian. If you are Brian, he's an addict. Brian, Henry, shut up, Brian. If you're tempted to have a nozzle, do call back. We have trained nozzle counselors standing by today. What is it? 0344-499-1000. and a counselor will answer the telephone. And and if you need help with your addiction to nozzles, then then we're here for you. Brian, very brave, Brian. Sum up the debate for me in one word. Nozzle. Thank you, Henry. Nozzle. Thank you very much indeed. And there we have it. Uh, nozzles, do we need them? Uh, we live in post-Brexit Britain now, don't we? It's 2017. We've got Starsky and Hutch. Why do we need nozzles? Uh, here's the number to get in touch with your thoughts. 87222. Start your message with the word That's talk. radio on Twitter. Start your message with any word you'd like. I'm John Holmes, and that is The Big Debate. That was John Holmes, and that was The Big Debate. Yada, yada, blah, 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 etc., etc., I liked that one there with Simon. That was fun, wasn't it? That was good to hear. Uh, Thank you, I guess, to Simon. I haven't thanked anyone else, but thank you everyone else who's been in this podcast and thanks to John and Con and Dave and Cass and everyone at Talk Radio who's ever, you know, helped put me through the phone line for this big debate thing on the show and thanks for giving me the opportunity to do this. All right, we've got one last one. Um, This is uh, a debate I did with a guy called Joe Pennock. You heard him earlier in the debate on journeys yeah yeah oh god it was so long ago the debate on journeys i can't remember yeah it was that was that one um this is i'm gonna say this might be oh, i don't know if i've got an, a definite favorite big debate but this one is a serious contender for my um favorite um top spot one yeah for my number one favorite big debate this could be it uh this is on the topic of pregnancy and this went terribly <laughs> badly um in some ways it was hilarious though if i do say so myself i found it very funny um joe was very funny john was funny too everything everyone was funny yeah sure um i'm gonna give some context to this one um i was very nervous before i came on the phone to do uh this one um i was at the metro center shopping center with my sister marie um before i did this we were in a zizzy restaurant marie is a vegan and she wanted a vegan pizza and i was just stressing out like in the half hour before i had to go on the radio i i, I tend to do that before i do a big debate i'm just usually just sat uh rocking back and forward like with a notepad or just a bit of paper just trying to scribble down some ideas usually it's all improvised what i say yeah sure but i like to have a written down safety net before i do a big debate just so i've got something to fall back on in the in the event of a you know uh, a mind fart i guess you could say that's such an american term to use and i hate it very american high school teenager like oh my god i had a mind fart i don't like using that word i'll never use it again um 
so I was like just scribbling things down uh, on a bit of paper with my sister and uh, uh, I don't know it all went to shit really I didn't need any of the things I'd written down uh, because uh, what hap- what you're about to hear is what happened and uh, I think it's brilliant actually I'm, it's one of the things I'm most proud of because <laughs> it's just it's one of the naughtiest things I've done on live radio and uh, I want to thank Joe very much for this thing this debate and everyone else i've already thanked you all uh, but i'll thank you again I'm, I'm just very grateful to have been a part of the big debate and the john holmes show and i hope to continue doing things uh like this on the radio for as long as i live just silly very silly things um absolutely okay here's me and joe Pennick debating the very serious topic of pregnancy so the breaking news then is that Southern Rail have said today, around lunchtime this happened, they've said that they will restore their normal service. Southern Rail to restore normal service next week. Although given that Southern Rail's normal service has never been anything less than an appalling shower of the kind of stuff that used to get dumped on the tracks out of a train toilet, passengers can look forward to continued delays, cancellations and staff shortages. But the difference will be that Southern this time can't blame it on a strike. As left say the dispute is not over merely that next week's strikes are off ahead of fresh talks fresh uh, fresh talks there fresh well <laughs> well <laughs> if the uh, <laughs> if the talks are anything like as fresh as the sandwiches from the buffet car well <laughs> they'll be out of date stale talks aren't they eh eh weren't they Hashtag 1970s British Rail sandwich jokes. Uh, like fresh talks, like their sandwiches aren't fresh. Eh? Yeah. Uh. Now, on the line, listening to that pregnant pause, uh, is uh, Harry. Good afternoon, Harry. Yeah, hi, John. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Thanks for calling you in, having, Harry. You having a nice day? You, you having a good you, time, are you? Are you genuinely interested in that? Or? Uh, yeah, actually, I am. I care. Really? Up to much? Yep. Are you up to much today? Doing a, a live debate on the radio and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's a coincidence. Yep. Harry's on the line. Now, Harry, you've called in because you um, you heard that pregnant pause there uh, after my... Uh, I hated it. Uh, uh, yeah. hated well, it. I know, because you want to see... Let's get this right. You want to... This is what you told the researchers. You want to see an end to the notion of pregnancy. Now, let's be clear. Babies uh-huh. are fine, but you'd like to see them made in a different way. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, that's correct. I'd like to see uh, babies being uh, delivered from Amazon. Like, um, if you just buy them online, it's much more simpler. There's less mess, less pain involved. Fewer. Uh, yeah, it's less. Fewer. Less, less of that. Less. Amazon delivered babies. I mean, it's, it is only yeah. a matter of time, of course. I know they are planning to do it with drones. Well, they're doing stalks first, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, the drones, they, 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 drones. They, no, they're, they're uh, dressing the... Drones in stork outfits, essentially, to make it when they deliver the baby. It's an interesting idea, and I, and I know you know you're not the only one, Harry, who who wants to see pregnancy uh, done away with. It's old fashioned at the end of the day, isn't it? It's been around for uh, millennia. Um, surely there's a better way. I know that's what you're saying. You want to see Amazon delivering babies? You could just order them. Yep. Um, hold that, hold the line there, Harry. Because I want to bring Malcolm in now. Because Malcolm's heard you talking. Go on then. Go on. Then. Go and, on. Uh, and Malcolm's on the line. Malcolm, good afternoon, Malcolm. 
All right. Yeah. So you've... Uh, only one drone here, and that's Harry. Is there? Why is that? Uh, is, it, is it really? Sorry, right, then. Going on about about pregnancy. I mean, I, I myself would love to produce offspring, but, I, you know, I can't get a girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, you know me, John. We move in the same social circles, and uh, I have started following this girl, actually. She seems like a good candidate. Um, and I've uh, been watching some online uh, training videos about how to get girls pregnant. Right. Um, I really enjoy the process. Yeah. You know, getting a girl pregnant, it looks fantastic fun. And I, I think that Harry should try it. Well, that's very unlikely. So let's consider Harry's argument for a moment, because he's not saying, you know, he's, he's right. Pregnancy is a very old-fashioned notion. It's been around for a long time. You know, technology, you'd think it would make that different. Amazon, probably, you're absolutely right, with their baby delivery service. I think that's a, it's an interesting idea. Yeah, um, I came up with it. What do you make of, what do you make of this idea that... that um, uh, we can maybe hatch ba- babies, uh, and this is a pro- process that's ongoing, of course. But I just wonder what you make of it, both of you. Um, there's, of course, there's the idea that we could sit on a pregnant woman to hatch the baby. I mean, would you be happy with that, Malcolm? Um, I don't mind the idea of sitting on a pregnant woman. Um, I'm all for that. I don't see the uh, the problem with incubating, you know, their stomach for them. Yeah. Well, it's got to. Ke- so the point is, it's got to keep warm, hasn't it? It's, it has to keep warm. Yeah. Um, you know, the woman has to gestate correctly. Yes. Um, and, you know, you have to keep the uh, the, the area warm. And, yeah. I, you know, I'm quite happily given half the chance to get my hands on a woman. Yeah. Would love to keep one warm. OK. Um, going down a route I didn't really want it to. But anyway, um, but, you know, you're the caller and uh, it's it's uh, it's your opinion, um, even if it's wrong. Um, now, now, we know that men... Um, and this is interesting because... And this ties into Europe, of course. Now, men, and I know you're one of them uh, Malcolm men aren't we can be you know we're not allowed to become pregnant anymore essentially this is now this is an EU law that stops men becoming pregnant now once we've left the EU that silly law preventing men getting pregnant can be ignored Malcolm as you know so um, yes. uh, you, you yep. probably can't wait for that for that day when we're finally we're finally uh, you know Brexit uh, they're calling it aren't they when men can finally become pregnant we're exiting the the, the current law that says we can't Brexit means Brexit what sort of Brexit uh, what sort of Brexit is it Malcolm well, I, like you said, I'm, I'm waiting for them to invoke Article 50, then I'll put the two-year point in my calendar in the future where I can, uh, you know, impregnate myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know if Harry's interested in, in, in joining in with that. Yeah. No, I bloody well am not. That sounds hideous. Right. Uh, I, I voted Remain, of course. You voted um, Remain uh, that men shouldn't become pregnant? Of course. Yeah. And you're Well, let me finish. So you're you're a remainer. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, look, and they're calling it Megnant. Men can see men. Men can. Is that what they're calling it? Yes. When Are you sure? Men. Yes. Okay. <laughs> It's only the EU, as we know, that are stopping men becoming pregnant, and we're going to see an end to it. I mean, it's an interesting... Um, it's an inter- I'm sure they tried something in Sweden. Don't tell us about that, John. They did try something in Sweden, actually. They, they, did, some, they did some... Uh, <laughs> they did some... They did some. They did some trials in Sweden, and and that was about keeping uh, it warm. As what they used to do in Sweden, they um, uh, they got preg- pregnant women in Sweden. They did trial this. Uh, would climb into mooses to uh, to hibernate. Um, and uh, and they it used to be men as well before Sweden joined the EU. Of course, men were pregnant in Sweden, like they were the stupid EU. Have you not prepared anything for this, Johnny? It yeah. Sounds like you're making this up to go along. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
What I'm saying is, I'm just, I'm just looking at the trials now. I'm saying is they put pregnant women were climbing to mooses to hibernate. Men as well before doing the production meeting. They stopped the trial. They stopped. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to the words. They stopped the trials because they were unhygienic and pointless. A bit like Alan Brazil from Talksport. Okay. Move on to the Francis Drake bit about bringing things back. Just move on to that bit. What have you written for that today? Well, of course, are you preg- suggesting pregnancy? Are you suggesting there's some sort of formula to this. Pregnancy. Is that what you're suggesting? Pregnancy. Are you saying it's the same stuff every day? I, believe you. I do not believe that for one second. Pregnancy, as you know, uh, first came to this country with Sir Francis Drake when he came back ah. from his travels, didn't he? Brought oh, back go, um, yeah, yeah, tobacco, yeah. potatoes, yeah. a January, brought uh, back yummy mummies, clapping, yeah. footprints, and he brought back pregnancy. Now he came back, he got Queen Victoria pregnant, didn't he? Yeah. And th- she popularised pregnancy, and now we all do it. And that's <laughs> thanks to him bringing it to this country. And I just wonder, what, you know, Harry, you want to change that? Though? You, what you think we, that tradition should go now? Who, me? Yes, I do want that to go. Um, you, Harry? Yeah. Yeah. Go Come on, on Harry. Yeah, give, us Harry. What, give us what you prepared, then. Come on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> can I have a minute? Is that yeah, all right? you can. Yeah, Malcolm. Anything, anything to say, Malcolm? Have a break. We'll find back in ten minutes. Anything to say, Malcolm? Anything to add to this debate? <laughs> Not, not a lot. Really. No, I'm fine. <laughs> well, that's, that's fortunate. I'm sure you thought it could have gestated a few ideas. As long as we're out of it, uh, we're out of time. So, um... Uh, let's uh, let's sum- for that. let's sum up the debate in one word, shall we? Do, you know, we don't. We do, do we need pregnancy, Harry? Sum up the debate in one word. Vagina. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Mal- Malcolm. Lactation. Thank you. And there. God. There we have it. Uh, today's debate. Do we need pregnancy? Do we still need it? Are there better ways to do it? Harry there says Amazon should uh, be employed to deliver babies. They're drones dressed as storks. What do you think, though? Do we still need it? Is it an outdated concept? Are you happy that now we are out of the EU, that men can become pregnant again when we couldn't due to the laws of the EU? Uh, let us know. Um, what do you think? 8722. Start your message with the word That's talk. already on Twitter. Start your message with any word you'd like. Do we still need pregnancy in post-Brexit Britain when we've got chunky necklaces and clocks? Let us know what you think. It's the big debate. It's Talk Radio. I'm John Holmes. That was the big debate with John Holmes. Fantastic. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, that one was one of my favourite ones, as uh, I'm sure you could tell. I said vagina on the radio, and you're not meant to say vagina on the radio, especially around about three in the afternoon. Uh, because kids are coming out of school, etc., etc. Uh, something to do with um, decency, taste and decency, I think. I think that's uh, what I got in trouble for one time. I can't remember. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm going to end the podcast now. Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, if if I can, if I'm allowed to, if I don't get in trouble with John Holmes and talk radio and and people for doing this sort of thing. I'd like to do it maybe again in the future because there's so much more shit that I did on the John Holmes show. I've done all sorts of stuff. I did um, Lonely Lunch Club and stuff a couple of times when people dropped out. I did the quiz a few times. Uh, There's little bits where I was like actually producing, uh, assistant producing, sorry, I was never producer, okay? Uh, uh, When I was assistant producing before, if Cornelius is listening, he'll probably like bollock me for, he'll probably call me out on that. Um, 
because he's the producer. Uh, I, assistant produced, uh, and we did some things. There was a time where he made me eat a raw egg on the radio. I'd like to put that on the podcast sometime because that was funny, I think. Well, it was to me anyway. Um, um, there's, I'd love to revisit the John Holmes show on this podcast again at some point. Um, but that's, I, I think you've had your whack for this week. It's been about an hour and a half now, and uh, I'm, I think you're big debated out now because I am a little bit listener. I must uh, be honest with you. It's, it's uh, my brain feels like it's made of mashed potato. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to bring these proceedings to an end. But thank you very much for listening anyway. I, again, I'd like to say thank you to John Holmes, Con Mendez, Dave Cribb, Cass Ho, and everyone else who's ever been associated with the John Holmes show, uh, Chloe, Marta, all the uh, work experience lot that I met and all the big debaters and stuff. And everyone who's ever listened and uh, got in touch with me and followed me on Twitter and stuff. Uh, and and never said anything nasty on Twitter. There was one guy who said, like, it was a listener of the John Holmes show, and he started following me on Twitter. And he he thought he just had the right to be abusive to me. And uh, I, I called him out. I called him maybe a, a dickhead or maybe even a worse word than that. Maybe I called him the uh, a, a word, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I called him the C word. I can't remember exactly what I said to him. But he was deserving of it and he had it coming. He, he very much deserved um, a C bomb uh, being dropped on his head. I, I can't remember if I did do that. But um, you know who you are. You're probably listening to this and you know who you are and you're still following me. I blocked you for some time and then I unblocked you because I unblocked everyone on Twitter that I ever blocked and you're still hanging around. I can see that you read my tweets. I mean, I don't I don't know for certain that you read my tweets, this man that I'm talking to, um, but I get the feeling that you do because you're still following me. Um, anyway. Whatever. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you stick around, uh, listener. And listen to more things that I make because it's very nice for you to do that. Anyway, I'm 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 buggering off now. Okay, ha- have a happy Easter. I hope you have a very nice Easter. Um, I hope you eat lots of uh, eggs. It's <laughs> a reference to the John Home Show. Um, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your life as well. Um, yeah. Okay. See you next week, listeners. L- talk to you next week, listeners. I won't see you. It's a, it's an audio podcast. Uh, speak next week. Follow me on Twitter at J Henry Hardy. Follow John Holmes on Twitter at John Holmes One. Uh, whatever. Okay. See you later now. Bye bye.